You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So tell me more about Tremors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. I take it you have not watched it yet. I have not. I only learned of it uh, what, four days ago. What do you mean you only learned it? You didn't know the movie Tremors existed? Oh, no. you. Yeah, you missed this whole discussion. You didn't know that Tremors existed? I had never heard of the movie Tremors until my brother-in-law told me I needed to watch it. The Kevin Bacon classic? Tremors? Sure. Kevin Bacon? Tell me anybody's in it. The dad from uh, Family Ties? He's in oh, it. Reba, Mac- man, Reba McIntyre's right. in it? Reba was in some good stuff. Uh, yeah. Man, the thing about Tremors is I don't know. I can't tell you if I've ever sat down and watched Tremors from start that's exa- to finish. That's exactly well, what, what Tremors. That's exactly what James Jones said, by the way, too. Really? I, I think that's I think that's the same. Uh, uh, a lot of people are the same with that. And any movie Red that was Dawn on t- and Tremors. <laughs> any movie that was on TBS. Um, any movie that was Seriously. on TBS all the time, yeah, back in the day, the Superstation. I don't think I don't think anybody's ever watched, you know, most of the those movies. I was uh, in college before I watched Shawshank Redemption all the way through because it was on oh, TNT every day. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I guess I probably was too. <laughs> now that you mentioned say that, I have seen Tremors uh, from front to back though, uh, and uh, Tremors is a. Uh, um, I guess a science fiction horror, or maybe just horror movie uh, about these. Uh, is it actually scary, or is it a parody? Uh, it's, is this a Sharknado kind of movie? Or? No, no, it, no, no. It's not that. It's not it's as bad. it's not as in on the joke as Sharknado is. Right, right, right. It's a precursor to those movies that didn't know that it was a precursor to those movies. Yeah, it's also not as like overly serious as some other films, but it's right, not as right. it's not as obvious. Hey, this is a joke. It's not – they don't play it for laughs the whole time. Uh, right. And there is some, like, serious horror to it. Uh, but me, someone who could not – like, I do not like horror movies. I could watch Tremors, and it, it's fine. I'll, I like Tremors. It, it's funny because it was one of those movies that used to always play in a Video Plaza on the, like, previews loop. Uh, this is long before it was on TBS because uh, it came out in, what, 1990? 1989, sure. something I like it was that. that recent. So it, it was it was late 80s, early 90s, uh, and I just remember seeing it on there, and it like man, it looks scary. But then it started playing on TBS, and I was like, oh, I, I've got to see this because it was something I always wanted to watch, as, or I always saw at the video store as a kid. Um, but it's good. I, I it's it's worth watching. There is a Tremors two and three. I think there's a TV show. Uh, it's a whole Tremors expanded universe. Yeah, it's basically. Uh, they took the sandworms from Dune uh, and uh, made a horror movie out of it on Earth. Yeah. See, Dune, okay, so there's the movie Dune I used to get really confused with Tremors. Um, yeah. I think yeah, right? it's because of the same worms. What, what's hilarious, it, yeah, because the, the worm design is very similar between the two things. 
what's what's hilarious is the first time I ever watched Dune on Sci-Fi Network, I was probably 13, 14. And I was like, oh, these are like the things from Tremors. Little did I know, Dune is from 1964 and right. would later – would later go on to be my favorite book ever. That's the the difference is that one has Kevin Bacon and it's very much late eighties, and the other one is definitely not late eighties. Like, what if I told you that there is a Tremors Island Fury movie coming out in twenty twenty? Oh, it, I knew that. Is Kevin Bacon? I, knew that. I did not know that. There are let's see, five, six. This will be the eighth and seventh installment in the movie. Yeah, seventh installment of the series. Well, folks, let us know if you want us to watch <laughs> Tremors and discuss with Ryan Starrett. It doesn't have to be a whole pod like uh, like Captain Ron. I don't. Should think. I just should I just only watch the newest one? No, God no. <laughs> <laughs> watch watch the original with with Kevin, the Baconator. Oh yeah, Ryan, it's a good one. It's like that'd be like me saying, "Man, I just heard about Top Gun the other day." Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, have you ever also seen has a Top Gun? Sequel coming out. Have you ever yes, seen? Yes, I have Top seen Top Gun. Okay. What's the movie where Chief? This is another one of those films that I've probably seen bits of enough times to where I've right. seen the movie twelve times. Roadhouse is another one of those kind of movies. Yes. What's the movie where all of the trucks and appliances? Oh, electronics... oh, I, I thought of this exactly when he said it because it's like the same kind it's of movie. The same Ma- movie. Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Oh, heck yeah. Stephen King King play, uh, screenplay, ACDC like soundtrack, recorded songs specifically for it. It is amazing. I love that movie. It's so good. ACDC is better than the Beatles. You've heard it here first, guys. That's a strong statement. I like them better than the Beatles. There's I can. There's not one ACDC song that I would skip, especially on a on a bicycle ride. If I'm on my bike and ACDC uh, comes on, forget what my personal record is. It's getting beat. Today, there is there is no song. To better, Iron Man is what I'm hearing. Sure, <laughs> there's no better like intro right. intro song for a sporting event than Thunderstruck. Oh, for sure. Here's what's funny: it just him. builds I, and builds and builds. I saw ACDC live in the Pepsi Center in Denver in 2009. Oh man! And what? A buddy of mine and I went. I got tickets for my birthday or something. A buddy of mine and I went, and perhaps oh eight. And uh, he came to the conclusion. He goes, "You know what's funny about ACDC is that Back in Black is a slow song. Yeah, like that's their slowest yeah. song. And they don't they don't take any breaks in the concert. The concert starts and it is boom. Here is a full throttle rock song hitting you in the chest." Song ends, next one, hit you in the chest again. Song ends, next one, hit you in the... Like, they don't... There's no break. It is an hour and a half. They played for two hours. And it was just, bam, hit, hit, hit. It was incredible. It was like getting beat up. So um, so your, ne- your next two, two quarantine movies, Ryan, Tremors, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I'll have to look Maybe more. ACDC Live at Donington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's a great one. I had that. I had it on DVD back when I owned DVDs. Yeah, ACDC Live at Donington. It was a 1992 concert, Ryan. It is insane. <laughs> um, we about that band too. Is that their lead singer has changed three times? It doesn't matter because the band is based on the rhythm guitarist 
and the lead guitarist and the drummer. That is the band. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack Black's the lead singer now. Uh, I think, actually, it's it's Axl Rose. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, no joke. I really I looked it up the other day. Because the, the guy who was the lead singer for, like, since Back in Black, since that album, retired because his voice is just getting shot. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. Axl Rose stepped in. in the last Yeah, couple that's tours. correct. And I want to say wow. Malcolm Young, the rhythm guitarist, has passed away. But Angus, yes, you, Angus you is correct. still alive. Ang- Angus is still with him. Which, as uh, long as Angus Young is playing guitar, it's still ACDC. That's what ACDC yeah. is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, bon Scott was the original singer correct. that died uh, pretty early on in the band's career. Australian, too. I used to think they were British. Well, the, the lead singer that took over for, for Bon Scott is British. Okay. So, but, but everyone else is Australian, correct? Yeah, Bon Scott is Scottish-born Australian. Uh, it's not surprising. And he died, and I will... Anybody uh, want to take a guess on how he died? Drugs. Okay, Ryan? Oh, yeah, drugs. Yeah, exactly. Or is it a plane crash? That's, that's another popular <laughs> musician thing. No, it was, it was, uh, it was drugs. <laughs> yeah. Was it in a plane? No, he was just... Okay. Yeah. Mm. Ain't alive. They, they, I mean, like every single one of their songs is either about partying, rocking, rock and roll. Their balls. Well, yeah, sex. That's it. <laughs> Party, rock and roll, sex. That's it. That's the only three topics that they sing about. It's the perfect rock band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. So that's a good start to the podcast. Hit the theme, Jack. <laughs> Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Alright, so we actually have a cute alcohol poisoning. Hmm. And maybe a hair poisoning. But officially a cute alcohol poisoning. He died of pulmonary aspiration, as they say. Which is I, recall, I recall the alcohol on his own vomit. Yeah. It's it's a, a, a famous that he uh, had alcohol poisoning. Yes, that's, that's correct. I remember that now. So he, but the last song that he wrote before he died was "You Shook Me All Night Long," which he never recorded. Great song. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony, man, that song rules. They have like fifty songs that is that are just hammered down, punch you in the teeth, rock songs. Fort Fort Payne had uh, all black uh, football uniforms and uh, and when they would play black back in black when they came out to those. It was, it was great moments in my childhood. Spencer Hall actually, Spencer Hall was the one who somebody was talking about. What is the what's an album where the last song on the album is the best song on the album? And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he mentioned "Let There Be Rock," and the last oh, yeah. song on "Let There Be Rock" is a uh, whole lot of Rosie, which is a song about a really big girl that Bon yeah. Scott is in love with. And that song rules. <laughs> and it's just, a, it's a 100 mile an hour jam that just how, ends. And the, and the album's how, over. And you're like, holy cow, like you're so sweaty when the song's over, just listening to how, it. How many other bands have the biggest rock band in the world use their song as part of their like warm up going out? Metallica uses It's a Long Way to the Top to Rock and Roll 
like it, during their like pregame thing. They like play that, and then they play Ecstasy of Gold, and then they're out there and they're Dude, playing their music. Because, every concert, every yeah. concert. According to Wikipedia, freaking... Motorhead uses the Back in Black album to tune their sound system. Yeah. What's <laughs> wild about Back in Black, and this is a the weird thing about that album. Used, Ryan, used. They, let me they, see. Uh, yeah, they, let me see. Well, yeah, would use. You could listen to Black and Black at the exact same volume as any other album in the world, and Back and Black will sound louder. Sure. I don't know what it is about that. I think it's the mixing, but for some reason, you've got to turn it down. Like, it's, it is it is just a louder noise than everything else that's ever been recorded. I love it. Yeah, it's great. All right. So we got show notes tonight, even though we had Ish. no sports. We are now 40 days since sports in the United States, I believe. Is that our new calendar? I believe that's right. It's already, been, it's already been over a month. Man. I think it's 40 days since Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus, which I think was the last like time anybody decided to play sports. Yeah, yeah. It basically, um, got shut down uh, over the like forty-eight hour period after that. Yeah, you know what's funny is he's like a two-time Defensive Player of the Year that will be remembered forever by being the guy that got coronavirus. Well, and also, then rubbing it on the mics. Yeah, also yeah. the guy that was an idiot about it. Um, speaking of which, Chief, did you see the German soccer news today? No, the Bundesliga apparently. There are talks that it might resume play as early as May the 9th. Oh, wow. So I saw, I saw you know, that they are, they're like, we're finishing this season behind closed doors, and they're probably going to play like two games a week. Yeah, because, bro, they're going to fold like half the league if they don't finish the year. Right, right. That That's the that's the big issue uh, with most of those soccer leagues because they spend so much money in salaries. Yeah. Uh, especially the Premier League. Premier League's kind of keeping it quiet. But I think they're they're screwed too. Like, they have to have the money. Why would any of their sponsors pay them if they're not playing? Oh yeah. And they, and they are paying these players so much money that like most of them, in Manchester United will be fine because they make more in merchandise than anything else. But there's not right. a lot of teams that will be. Look um, at like what's this going to do? Like, um, we'll just some guys talking about the Cowboys. The Cowboys have not signed Dak Prescott. They 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 franchise tag him, which means. He's under contract, right? But he's threatening to like not play. He wants a new Unless, league. He wants to be the highest paid player in the league, basically, which is what happens with quarterbacks when it's their turn and they're starting. They become the highest paid player in the league until the next guy comes up. Yeah, so Dak right. would be the highest paid player in the league for like six weeks, and then maybe somebody else. However, the Cowboys are not about to sign him to some forty million dollar a year deal if there's not going to be any fans coming to right. games this year. Right. Because the cap will go down. Like, there's no revenue. They got he he is asking for a contract based on the old economy, and the old economy doesn't exist anymore. And so he got totally screwed by not signing the deal they they offered him the last time. Because there's no and not to mention, no one's going to be on his side if Dak is like, man, the yeah. boss is just doing me wrong. Everybody's going to go, hey, Joker. Everybody else lost their jobs. Why don't you take your thirty million dollar a year offer they they offered you six weeks ago? Anyway, Let's go pay Cam anyways. I mean, yeah, then go get Cam. Then you'll get one of the other fifty guys that can come to the job. So we got in a that is as much NFL as I have ever talked on this podcast. 
But unfortunately, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. That was a professional podcasting segment. We're going to talk about NFL recruiting. Your favorite. So let's combine professional football and recruiting, Ryan. <laughs> Your with top two favorite things in the world, bro. Now, I will say there's a decent chance the Cowboys might pick up an Auburn Tiger this year. but I And I'm, I'm thrilled about that because there's a couple of Auburn Tigers that slotted might fit where the Cowboys are drafting in fit position to need. So you're talking about Aaron Sipos? Well, I hope. <laughs> no. Actually, look, I always had a got him an Aussie punter. Wow. But I'm talking about Marlon Davidson and Noah Igbenogany. Igbenogany play here anymore. Sound it out. That was an office space reference, Ryan, and I don't know if Naga, you've ever seen Naga. that film either. <laughs> oh, God. Ryan, seriously. I've, I've seen office space. Okay, good. That is, one, that is in my top five comedies of all time, office spaces. Love it. It's a genius. Mike Judge is a genius. So yes, yes. Who is going to be the first Auburn Tiger off the board, Ryan? Derek Brown. Bad, bad Derek Brown. Sing the song, girl. Well, I don't know what the next line would be. Bad, bad, bad Derek, Derek Brown. Brown. The best chasing all of these uh, runners down. QBs uh, down. Yeah, chasing all these QBs down. I need to workshop this one a little more. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he'll actually be the first top 10 defensive player Auburn's had since. Can anybody name it? Uh, Carl Rogers. Carl. Something like that. <laughs> Carl Rogers. <laughs> Wait, was what's his name? Not a top 10 draft pick? Nick Fairley? Yeah, Nick Fairley? No, no he wasn't. That, my, so my first guess was Carlos. Uh, Ryan asked this in the in the Slack the other day, but I I decided to swerve and go with Nick Fairley just because, and I was wrong. Hmm. What was it he like Nick Fairley? It might be uh, Derek Brown going to the Lions. Ugh, why? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nate. De- Detroit's turning into Auburn North. Perfect. That's what yeah, we already got. Carry on, Casey Myers. Actually, I don't think any uh, any uh, Auburn fan, Detroit Lions, would be too upset with me uh, being upset with one of our players going there, <laughs> because man, what a sad franchise! Perpetually rebuilding, perpetually just. I mean, I, I mean, when I say sad, I mean I actually feel sorry for them. Yeah, like you'd be the, better. You almost be better off being a Browns fan because at least the Browns oof. fan everybody laughs about it. The, the Lions yeah. are irrelevant. Yeah, no one even thinks about the Lions. Yeah, they had the, maybe the Lions' the best. last playoff win was in nineteen ninety two. They had against maybe the, Ryan against your Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys? No. Oh. Yes. Really? Thirty eight six victory over your Dallas Cowboys in the Pontiac Silverdome. Not just a win, a beatdown. In 1992, I thought the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 1992. Yeah, I thought the well, it would have been the 1991 season. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're right. The game took place in 1992. Right. This was this was the Cowboys lot. Green yeah. Bay. Did Green Bay win the 92 Super Bowl? Who won the 92 Super Bowl? That would have been the the Giants beat the Bills. You're right. That's one of those years. I think. Ryan, the the Bills made the Super Bowl like a hundred times and. Am I right about couldn't win. The Redskins. The Skins? Yeah. Yeah, three different yeah, NFC East teams beat the <laughs> beat the Bills in Super Bowls. Man. <laughs> Everybody That's... but the Eagles beat the Bills in Super Bowls in the early 90s. Because the Eagles 
were terrible. Man, yeah, so the cat was that was Troy Aikman and those dudes' first uh playoff game. Yeah, right, right. They were so, going to win the ninety three Super Bowl, correct? Correct. And, and the ninety four and the ninety six. Yes. So we're looking at like seven or eight taggers that could get drafted uh this Thursday. I figured instead this of sitting here and talking about podcast. how they'll fit in the NFL, because we don't really care, do we? Uh, uh let's just talk no. about uh, our favorite memories of each of these guys. Sure. And, and in an uh, Auburn uniform. So do you want to go in order from just top to yeah. bottom? In order, that's good. Jump around. All right, we'll start with Derek Brown then. What is your Derek Brown memory? The, there was a couple of plays in the Oregon game last year that was just like. The Washington yeah. game? No, the Oregon game last year. Was oh, Oregon yeah. That's right. We did play Oregon. I, I keep forgetting that. Every time somebody says Oregon game, I'm like, the national championship? No. <laughs> we beat potential number one overall pick, Justin Herbert. Yes, that's right. Um, which, if you if they draft him number one overall, somebody's going to get fired. They're not going to. They're going to overthink Tua in the hip and draft Herbert over Tua, and they're going to be idiots. Well, yeah, but there's also Joe Burrow to go number one. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I don't think I'd yeah, draft Tua over Burrow, to be honest. No, Although, but you watch. There are going to be some idiot who picks Herbert over Tua. Hmm. Well, we're here to talk about Derek Brown. And Derek Brown was in the backfield <laughs> of that game the entire game. And that was kind of the – I knew he was so good, and we talked about how good he was the year before. Um, but I can't remember what the exact play was. Did he have a fumble recovery in that game? In the Oregon game? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can check. Yeah, I, th- I know I had, he had quite a few of them. I'm going to have a real hard time picking any uh, uh, specific moments about any of these players, just to be honest with you. No, just anything that stands out. It doesn't have to be necessarily your favorite, but just – what comes to mind when you think of these guys? So, I mean, there's there's Derek Brown throwing the uh, offensive lineman into Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's oh, him. Man, that was good, too. Uh, what? Getting sniped in uh, Gainesville this year. I just remember uh, the, them never getting a hold called. Uh, yeah, there's that. Him and Marlon both. He recovered a fumble in his very first game against Clemson in 2016. Wow. Yeah. The, the rotating quarterback game. I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. What a what a fun. I remember that game. Yeah. And he also forced a fumble, game. He forced a fumble uh, in the 2017 Iron Bowl win. Yes, I, I do remember that. I mean, he's, he's had so many big plays over these four years. I mean, right. he's played in every game since he's been on campus. Yep. Uh, he's been a starter for three years. I mean that—that's what I. If if you want want to know what I remember about him, I just remember him being a workhorse, yeah, and pl- playing more than half the defensive snaps in pretty much every game that he was on campus for. Uh, and and he couldn't run by him. Like he, he could be double teamed. He could be on the wrong side of the offensive lineman, and, and he was he was going to get that arm out there and bring down the running back. Right. He just. I mean, that wasn't like, a, oh, I remember a couple times. It was, it was every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he he was a guy that, I mean, he required a double team, but then he had another guy on there that also required a double team. You would think that would lead to, to a lot more penetration uh, at, at other spots, but it didn't, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry to be Debbie Downer. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring it down. 
Well, anything else? No, I can't. I mean, uh, I mean, just him coming back and being all yeah. about coming back. Yeah, was a huge well, deal too. Yeah, he could he could have. Uh, well, could he have gone last year? He could have oh, left yeah. last year, right? Yeah, he, uh, Marvin Davidson. Yeah, all those guys came back. Yeah, so he, he could have gone, and and he came back, and and. I mean that 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 was big. I mean, because he could have made a lot of money last year too. Yeah, he he would have been a first round pick last year. Oh, yeah, probably not sure. top ten. But, but now he's now he's a top ten. So yeah, he and made he did so money. much off the field too at Auburn. I mean, it's not like yeah. he was just a oh he's a really good football player. I mean he he won all sorts of the like character awards and he was sure. on the student athlete councils and uh, like working with the conference. Uh, I mean, he was like everything you can check off. Like, like if going to the NFL actually required a resume, a literal paper resume, right? His would just be massive. Yeah, I and you know, honestly, that's that probably helps his draft stock as much as oh, yeah, his, his play. Sure. Yeah, whoever drafts with them have to worry about him. Well, he's gonna he's gonna. It's so weird is that because like there's not there hasn't been a combine. There haven't been like a ton of in-person interviews. They can't really do a ton of, you know, the normal research. Right. They do have these guys. The dudes without red flags are going to go higher. Like people are going to be real like hesitant to draft a guy they they didn't do due diligence on because they didn't have the ability to. They couldn't get on campus. They couldn't do the normal stuff they they get to do. So it wouldn't shock me if guys like Jared Brown – go even higher than they would in a normal year just because teams aren't going to have to worry about their character or whatever. Like, like, look, this guy's a sure bet. Let's take him. Well, he, he's got uh, he's got the kind of guy that'll, within a year or two in the league, he'll be mm-hmm. a, a, a captain on whatever team he's on, yeah. uh, written on him. And, and that's great. And, and it'll be nice to have one of those guys representing Auburn uh, in the NFL. I'm just looking at some of his old highlights. Uh we, we posted a draft profile on College of Magnolia this week. And uh, I always forget about this one, but remember the UC, in the Peach Bowl against UCF, he had the uh, basically a form tombstone pile driver against the running back. Yes. <laughs> I laugh every time I see this video. All right, so who is next? Marlon Davidson? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go to Marlon. Potential future Dallas Cowboy Marlon Davidson? Yeah. That would be a Cowboys jersey that I buy, by the way. <laughs> I haven't bought a Cowboys jersey since Michael Irvin. So, excited about that. If the Cowboys signed Cam and drafted Marlon Davidson, what would your reaction <laughs> be? I'd probably get a Marlon Davidson jersey. I'd break out my old Cowboys gear from when I was like six years old. I got a, I got a Michael Irvin jersey still to this day, but that I did not get. It's not the original one that I bought when I was a child. It's I found it in a flea market in Rwanda, and decided <laughs> I have to, I have to have it. My, but, my uncle went to, went to seminary out in Texas during the the Cowboys uh, rise to power, and so he he got me a lot of Cowboys gear. He he was a big Cowboys guy. Oh, yeah. Funny enough, big Emmett Smith fan, uh, Baptist preacher, big Emmett Smith fan. That doesn't seem to be very congruous. <laughs> hey man, this this Baptist. Know, this this lapsed Baptist <laughs> big Emmett, Emmett Smith fan. Uh, Laps not because I don't go to church. Laps because I'm not really a Baptist anymore. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Marley Davidson to me 
is I'm always going to remember his uh, defensive player of the year race with Derek Brown. <laughs> like yeah. they were making something that is so difficult, being the best player of the week uh, each week in the con- in a conference where there are NFL players up and down defenses. Right. Right. They were making their a game within the game of who's going to be the SEC Defense Player of the Week. And that's that's amazing to me. Well, that, like, that's what I'm going to remember both of these guys for is it, it's been so long since uh, we had a defensive guys win those awards on, on a consistent basis like that. And I, we just – they just won them every week. It's just like every week an Auburn guy was going to be on that list. Ryan, you should type closer to your microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should sl- slam those keys. You sound like you're at the Dadgum Airport. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a mechanical keyboard? <laughs> it's probably about as old as I am. He's booking tickets. <laughs> uh, what are you doing over there, Ryan? Uh, I'm just looking up some things for Marlon. Look oh, it okay. up, Ryan. Look it up. Um. Yeah, that that's what I'm going to remember about those both of these those guys is that they did something that we haven't seen in a while from Auburn guys and and have really consistent defensive performances week in and week out for a whole season. Even when was the last time? I mean, we and they were the is best. Ronnie and Cadillac is Ronnie and Cadillac the closest comp to this? Like where you had two players in similar positions that were. F- head and shoulders above anybody else at those positions in the conference. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and not just on any, on, on our team. I don't know if there's any other team, like maybe Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram or. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at the same time, I guess Georgia has running backs are pretty good, but it's like at the same time, like two players on the same team that were the two, maybe the two best at those at that position in the conference. Yeah, it's, there's, uh, I can't think of any other examples. Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, Marlon too. Is that he he came in as a freshman and started day one. Yeah, right, right. He, he started every game of his career, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, that's that's unheard of for yeah. four years in the SEC. And Why did we not ever call them defense, Ronnie and Caddy, until today? What are we What are we doing having a podcast? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, Give it to somebody else. Great question. Well. That would take uh, a deeper level of analysis and introspection on our team than we uh, we usually offer. I think that's true. <laughs> Come on, Ferg. It's his job. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. Uh, let's see. You want to go to Iggy? Noah Igbenogany, potential future cowboy. This cowboy's gonna get all these guys. No, just those two. Those two are both kind of in the sweet spot and positions of need on the Dallas Cowboys. So he's interesting because he didn't even come in as a defensive player. and He will probably be a first or second round pick as a corner. Yeah, that, that's, that I mean, that's what I'm, what I'm going to remember about him is that he was a wide receiver and then he converted to cornerback and – Almost immediately was the best corner we had. Yeah, he didn't have a red shirt or anything. <laughs> yeah, it didn't yeah. Take a year to get used yeah. to it. He just said, oh, I'll play corner. We literally had that conversation on one of our first podcasts. We talked yeah. about yeah. how okay, the fact that this dude just moved to this position and is already starting means either a he's really 
good at this position and it's a natural, or B, we have huge problems. And it turned out he was <laughs> yeah. it was A. Definitely he right. actually was we had other draft a picks natural. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamel Dean got drafted last year. Uh, Javaris Davis is probably going to get drafted this year. And Diggy might have been the best one of the three. Um, I mean, he he wasn't perfect by any means, but he, he stuck to guys better than anybody we've had in a couple years. Um, and with his speed and athleticism, he wasn't ever getting beat deep either. Um, yeah. I, I specifically miss- remember – conversation and i don't remember which show it was on but it was i think it was one of the maybe the drive in auburn and uh they were talking about iggy and i think it was a fall camp and before we knew he was really going to be a starter it was like well you know there's been rumblings out of camp that you know he he just likes to hit you know, kevin, <laughs> that's what that's what kevin Steele likes is a corner that's going to come in and hit and uh, i don't know if his wide receiver can do that but that's what they're saying <laughs> <laughs> Sure enough, he, uh, he, I was trying to think of an analogy to use there. Okay. Well, I mean, it's similar to uh, Rudy. <laughs> he took, you know, he played running back for a year or two and then he yeah. went over to secondary and Trevon he Reed. was one of the best uh, safeties in the conference right away. Trevon Reed still playing somewhere or was <laughs> in the XFL at one point. I feel like Darren Bates swapped uh, positions like five times while he was all yeah. over too. Dude, Darren Bates is still in the league. I know. That's wild, man. Like he's still in the league. It's a pretty good follow on Twitter too, if you uh, oh yeah. Give him a point. Iggy took to the position like a duck to water. There we there go. There he is. <laughs> better late than never. That's that's that pro. <laughs> Even better than the ducks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan, that was the most dad joke of all time. Yeah. yeah nice work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done better. Oh, man. <laughs> so he's a, he'll be a late first, uh, probably his early second round guy. Um, but and it's been a while since Auburn's had even a first round pick. Uh, it's been since 2014 so we've had a first round pick. So we could have three uh, this week. Pretty amazing. Maybe. All on defense, too. Yeah. Well, God bless Kevin Steele. <laughs> yeah, when was last off, who was the last offensive first round pick? Was it Cam? No, Greg Greg, Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Yeah. he was the last first round pick. Jeepers creepers! Man alive! That's probably uh, an issue. You, was that eight years ago? <laughs> Seven years ago? That was twenty fourteen draft. Six years. Long time. Had a bunch of second rounders, but uh, yeah, Greg Robinson and D Ford were the last first rounders. I think wow, uh, something wow. like that might hurt hurt your old uh, recruiting. I don't know. Well, it doesn't help it, Chief. <laughs> no, it's just certainly not. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. So, next. Next, as they say in New Zealand. What? Uh, next. next. Uh, Prince Tega Wanago. Wanogo. Wanogo. We discussed this last time we were on the pod. Dang it. And in the slack about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Tega is like the big, it's it's crazy. See, he's like the, one of the big stories of the draft. I mean, he's an unbelievable story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, but they're like running commercials with him in them. 
uh, I saw last night watching uh, The Last Dance. Uh, they ran a uh, Prince Tegas commercial for the draft. I've seen this one yet. Speak, by the way, Last Dance, phenomenal. Amazing. Is Dude. it the best documentary, sports documentary ever? It, I mean, I've only seen the first I mean, episode. No, I've seen the first two. It is so freaking good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've already put it up there with like the U and Pony XS. Right. It's, it's at least yeah. the best ESPN's ever done. Yeah. And I'm not Mr. Michael Jordan is hung the moon guy either. And I still am like all about it. It's, it's amazing. Uh, well, and uh, the word derailing. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, the the I think one of the better parts about it is is like everyone is watching it, like everyone is coming together sure. on, on the on the internet and watching it, and and it's cool to have a thing like that because we have so few of those things. Tiger King's probably the closest thing that we've had in a long time. Uh, you know, there's there's split there's groups of people there's groups of people that watch WrestleMania on Twitter. There's groups of people that watch Game of Thrones or stuff like that. But yeah, this is like. Everybody is watching Freaking this. Freaking everybody. Yeah. All like all races, creeds, and cultures are watching this thing. It's true. Wait, it's a Jordan guy. Man. He's uh he's no LeBron James. Oh my god. Well I'll tell you and, one thing uh, Jordan never did was take was take a team that second best player was Zadrunas Ilgauskas to the NBA Finals. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mo Williams. The transition Mo here Williams was supposed was to be that Taker player. wanted to be the next LeBron James. Dude, it, <laughs> it is. Man. Um one thing about that it is, I, I really think the uh, one thing I feel sorry for about the kids who are getting drafted is that getting drafted and being a professional athlete in 2020, after watching the first episode of you know the last dance, it's like it was not as hard to be a pro athlete back then. Like, well, it yeah, wasn't 24 my... hours TMZ, like right. There, we didn't know anything about Michael Jordan. We just Ma- knew Michael, he was on Haynes commercials and played for the Bulls. That's it. Michael couldn't have just lived in that apartment or that townhouse no. he had by himself with his mom visiting him every now and then. At, now, like there He's would the have most to be a famous man alive at the time. I'm shocked that they even have any like footage. They have right. somehow have some footage of him there. And I think they're probably fudging with some of it. Some of it's probably from later, like not his first year, but he's still living there and stuff like that. But still like, uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy that this footage has been there all along and people haven't right. seen it. No, it's unbelievable, man. Because he's notoriously like really stingy with yeah, sure. himself. And, like He doesn't let anybody see anything about himself. I mean, I, I feel like people should, like, I, most athletes should be like that. I don't, I don't have well, a problem. Well, he's kind of the, he is the archetype, right, of like the, the a, uh, Derek Jeter type guy. Like, do you know anything about Derek Jeter? No. Like, those guys like that you just don't ever hear anything about. They don't do interviews. They don't do. You just don't know anything about them. But um, like you said, that's how Tom Brady. Like, what do I know about Tom Brady? I don't know anything. Uh, Tom Brady does a little bit more. And he, yeah. He'll do stuff uh, like that. That documentary thing with Peyton Manning. Almost a documentary. But oh, with that, two of them were Peyton's doing stuff. They're just playing thing. golf with together and. But look at the difference mm-hmm. of him and Peyton Manning. Like Peyton Manning is on TV. Does everything. Front, yeah. right, and center. Yeah, he hosts an SNL. I Pretty guess Michael funny. Jordan hosted SNL too a couple times. but Later in his career. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's interesting how closed off he was and was able to be versus now. Like, 
Now, people probably hate that dude just because of how big of a jerk he actually was. Well, the, or he wouldn't be allowed to be as big of a jerk. Or, or would he just be the weird guy like Kawhi Leonard? He's, he's Gus Malzahn. No, dude, he's like punching teammates. You can't punch a teammate in 2020 during <laughs> practice. Yeah, he, punched Chris, he punched Steve Kerr in the face during practice. You can't do that in 2020. I don't know. I think guys probably still getting fights. Drew, do you remember the Bulls, the two Chicago Bulls who got in a fight a couple of years ago and they had to cut one of them or oh, trade yeah. him? That's right. Because right. they're trying to, they screaming, I'll kill you at each other. <laughs> yeah. People heard about that while it was I, happening on Twitter. That's, that's like, that's like my high school uh, summer pickup games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard out there in the streets. Fort Payne, Alabama. Yeah, man. It is. It's even harder when you're coming uh, from Nigeria though, right? Speaking of Nigeria, <laughs> Noah Ibnagini had two parents who were Olympians for Nigeria and Prince Tega Wanego. Wanogo. Wanogo. Wanabago. I'm going to say it right before the end of this podcast. So is is Tega going to be a first-round pick? No. We have him at third. No, he'll probably be a second or third. But he's left tackle, so you never know. It's true. Yeah. I think his... He uh, wasn't even playing football as of, what, five years ago? Yeah. For his first time? He's being, dra- he's being drafted based on his uh, raw, uh, unmolded athletic yeah. ability, I believe, is what what's going to happen here. I mean, he wasn't a bad left tackle. In size. Right. Yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't a great left tackle either. And it, it's, uh, he was the best offensive lineman uh, Auburn had last year. He graded out really well. Right. <laughs> no, he really did. He graded out really well. Okay. Yeah. All right. As did Jack Driscoll. Who's also going to be a good pick in this draft, good right? Good round guy. Uh, do we want to hit more on Tega or are we moving on? I mean, I don't have, uh, I don't have a best moment of any of the offensive yeah. linemen. He's, he's royalty, right? Sure he is. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, there were the much maligned Auburn offensive line of the last couple of years had some bright spots, we have to admit. And those were Jack Driscoll and Prince Tega. I mean, those guys were solid. Yep. And I'm both going to get drafted, so that's cool yeah. for them. Another guy, let's move on along, right along to Javaris Davis. Javaris Davis, remember when he first started at Auburn? Everybody was like, this dude's the fastest man alive. Yeah. Like he was the first. Too. He was the first like fastest dude on the team by a mile. Before um, Auburn got actual Olympic hopefuls on the team, right? Yeah. Before Auburn went like, let's just get you know the fastest guys in the country on the team. Um, and he's been playing. He played for Auburn like since his freshman year. Yep. Yeah. He so he redshirted and then he was uh, he played for four years. Um, he was actually man. He played or I guess he was on the. On the team when Will Muschamp was DC. Wow. Yeah. So was he recruited by uh, Ellis Johnson? Uh, he was a freshman in 2015. Yeah. He would have been. So he's seen it all. Unless he was a like late flip that we got yeah. with uh, Boom and uh, that other guy that used to play for us. And I can't remember his name anymore because he's not here. Uh. Yeah, I mean he's he's had a long career. Um, he kind of was the utility guy for the secondary the last two years playing nickel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was a starter, uh, so I mean he was one of your two best corners last two seasons. But yeah, I guess because of his size too, he, he got moved inside. 
Um, but let's see how many. He's a didn't have any interceptions. Never had a career interception. How about that? Yeah, huh. that's shocking. But we didn't have. We weren't a lot of. We had a lot of picks as a team. No, we didn't. We had a lot two years ago, but not this year, right? We, we had have more with Muschamp than we did. We do. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. for sure. So that's interesting. He he actually forced three fumbles at five ten. Oh, hang on. I'm looking at Marlon Davidson's page. That's the issue. Marlon Davidson is not at 190 pounds. <laughs> He's got a leg that might be. <laughs> so. Okay, so he had two interceptions each season. Eight total. That's more like it. Okay. So he had eight interceptions as a career? Yeah. So this past year, he had one against Minnesota and Arkansas. 2018, he had Purdue and Arkansas. He beat up on Arkansas. Amazing. Um, And sophomore year, he had Mississippi State and ULM. And another one against Arkansas as a freshman. <laughs> Three career like, interceptions against Arkansas. Yeah, he loves he loves playing the Hawks. As do I. Next, we're gonna uh, do Nick Co. Slow radio here, Nick Co. Nick Co. Another guy who came back, right? Yeah, so he was in position to probably be a second or third round pick last year, and came back with Marlon and Derek Brown. Uh, didn't didn't raise the stock this year. May have yeah, dropped. May have dropped. Out. Yeah, he was one. I mean, even as a freshman, I remember being excited about him because he was the uh, the all state wrestler and just you know, impossible to block. Um, didn't he had he had moments. He wasn't uh, a bad player by any means, and he obviously he's still looked at as a late round draft pick. Um, but. I don't think he ever re- really reached his potential at Alden. Yeah, I think you're right about that. that sadly, that's probably what I'm going to remember about him the most. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I think I'll remember that he he, is, he was obscenely talented. Certainly. And, sure. like, has an opportunity to be a really good NFL player. He could be like a, a Jay Ratliff where he almost has a better NFL career than he did a college career. Sure. So the Ole Miss game in 2018, he had three and a half sacks. That, yeah. That's kind of his uh, defining moment of. That was a heck of a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was against. They had a first round draft pick left tackle that year, didn't they? Um, I think I remember that being like a, like a statement thing for him. I want to say they were not very good, though. I don't. Uh, I don't think they were either. <laughs> Let's see. That's a good. That's a good guess with Ole Miss. <laughs> what year was it? Well, look, I'm just going to guess they weren't very good. Yeah, they had Greg Little, who went second round, fifth pick last year. So, yeah, yeah that, that game, uh, I'm sure that game is probably still playing on his uh, highlight reel for scouts. You just need that one. You just need one game to play on your highlight reel, you know, and, and then scouts can can find it. I mean, it just takes, like, that's the weird thing about the NFL draft. It just takes one team who goes, yeah, that's it. That's my guy. Um, yeah. No matter he what. He had a fumble recovery against Washington in, in Atlanta. 
And didn't he? He almost took that thing to the house, didn't he? Yes, yes, that's right. Think, yeah. yeah, that's, that's going to be the player. Touch, yeah. yeah, that was that was awesome. He didn't quite make it though. Yeah, much like Derek Brown this year. What game was that where Derek Brown had the fumble recovery? Florida. That's what I thought. Man, we he had two fumble recoveries in that game. And the second one was open space in front of him, and then pulled a camp that way. Didn't get hurt, but. Yeah, not a full camp that way, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing back old ghosts. Y'all remember the time that John Franklin III started at quarterback for Auburn against Vanderbilt? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, oh, he no. beat Vanderbilt. <laughs> technically, uh, technically uh, he gets the win. He was starting yeah, quarterback more, than, uh, more than Chris Todd ever did. Hey. Beat Vanderbilt? <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris Todd. Chris Did Todd, Chris Todd play in that game in 08, or is that just Cody? Tell you what, Chris Todd never no, he, accepted that, no. my LinkedIn invitation. I tried to friend him on LinkedIn never accepted it. Right, Ryan, he did, uh, in fact, play in that game. He played in that game um, because the first half we decided to play uh, Tony Franklin's offense and uh, with, I believe, Mr. Cody Burns. Well, you and guys are mixing your years up. John Franklin III did not play Tony Franklin. No, we're no, talking about 2018. We're talking about, um, no, he asked about Daniel Chris Todd. Chris Todd. Chris Todd. The better Daniel Cobb. Um, uh, yeah, he asked about Chris Todd. I'm talking about that. Am I not oh, supposed you mean to talk the guy who's number two, I believe, all time on single season Auburn passing still? Yeah. No, that that game, we played Tony Franklin's offense one, the first half and then uh, played uh, Hugh Nall's offense the second half, what he wanted to do, and we lost the game. So, Jeez. anyway. Who had more passing yards against Vanderbilt, Chris Todd or John Franklin? John Franklin. No, it's Chris Todd. There's no way it's John Franklin. <laughs> There's Let's no see way if I can John find it. it. It's Chris Todd. He... Um, John Franklin III, I think, is in the NFL. No, he's not. He Dude. was for a while. He was a yeah. uh, owner for the, for the Bucks. No. It's the Bucks. I mean, the bu- the Bucks will sign anybody. No, I, I believe he's a. Uh, I third is an American football wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a wide receiver, okay. Currently in the league yeah. as a wideout, he's really, really fast. Chris Todd threw for seventy yards, eight for 16, 70 yards in two thousand eight. Sean White threw for one hundred and six yards in the game that John Franklin started. <laughs> And then John Franklin went two for four for nine yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, John Franklin III is really fast and yeah. can really carry a football. I mean, when he played for Auburn and ran the ball, he ran the ball really well. Um, it was never when he that ran out of bounds before the with the first down marker in sight and didn't even he just ran out of bounds in front of it. And he was a decent little receiver for Florida Atlantic. The issue was, for some reason, he decided he want to play quarterback. And I could never, <laughs> like, it just didn't make any sense. I guess when guys get a taste of it, they don't want to let it go. Yeah, but at the same time, like, somebody needed to stop him and go, listen, yeah. you could be a millionaire at receiver. And now he is, I guess. Well, at least he's in the league. I don't know if he's a millionaire. Not everybody makes a million dollars in the NFL. Didn't he get into a fight with a certain basketball player? Uh, Kareem Canty? Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. I, I, this is all alleged. Allegedly. This is all casually libelous at this point. And there's your John Franklin segment. 
That's what we you came in here for an NFL draft segment and you got a John Franklin segment. And now NFL we're gonna player. get a Daniel Thomas segment. Are we gonna Ryan? get a break? Break segment? Oh yeah, let's take a break before sure. Daniel Thomas at fifty one minutes and twelve seconds. Oh god. Guys, this podcast is going way longer than I expected. Fifty one hey, minutes um, and nineteen. I just started it's talking lo- about Jordan. It's a little late in the pod, but you could probably go ahead and hit that button in your uh, your uh, podcast app that cuts out all the dead air. I don't know if the Apple Podcast that passed that. Oh, well, Pocket Casts does. Wow. Yeah, we need that for this one. My goodness gracious, there's a lot of just typing. Yeah, we're supposed um, to have an editor that does that for us. But... Daniel Thomas okay. He is... doesn't get paid. All right, guys, what do, you, what do you... Give me one thing about Daniel Thomas and Jeremiah Denson, each. Well, Favorite Daniel thing. Thomas, every time I hear his name, I think of Dave Thomas, mm. the uh, founder of Wendy's. Sneaky OK Chili. <laughs> And Wendy's not great, yeah. but it's, it's sneaky. Okay, where else are you gonna get chili on a road? Uh, chili on a road trip? Uh, crystals. Oh, I guess that's true. Chili doesn't seem like a great road trip. <laughs> well, Ryan, that's where you're wrong. If you're driving, chili's terrible road trip food. If you're a passenger, <laughs> perfect road trip food. Uh, Daniel Thomas will always be remembered as the guy who had two picks against Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. So is that against Jalen or Tua? Jalen? Jalen, because that would have been 2016. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, Jeremiah Denson. He played all over the secondary. Yeah. It seemed like he was one of those guys that was just here forever. Forever. Well, it feels that way because we had Jalen Denson before him. Yeah. Different Denson, though. That was D-E-N. Yeah. So Jer- Jeremiah's the he's the one that got hurt at Texas A&M with that cheap shot. Yes, and that's part of why he's been here so long. Is right. He's been recovering from injuries and, um, but yeah, I mean just the two of them together, solid, solid pair of safeties. Um, yeah, we're good safety play for a gonna, long time now. Uh, the thing I think of when I, uh, the both of them is is uh, my God, we're gonna miss these guys. Yeah. Uh, We've had two guys playing there for a while, and now they're gone. Um, but, hey, that's a position where these guys can go undrafted, and then they can end up having a really long career in the NFL. So uh, hopefully that happens for them. Yeah, Auburn's kind of had a, a history of having secondary players be around in the NFL for a while. You know, Jonathan Jones is still around. I feel like Hol- Josh Holsey was around for a couple years. He's uh, now a yeah, Holsey's on the staff now. I don't know if we ever mentioned that. Um, but His granddad makes excellent ribs. Where at? Uh, at the tailgate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've tailgated with the uh, Holseys a few times. Good to know. Well, do we want to talk people. about good, the good uh, wide receiver on the list here at the end? Yeah, man. Aaron Sipos? Yeah. Played out of position his entire college career. Now, that's the thing. Gus has often used non-punters to punt. Cam punted a bunch of times. Bo Nix has punted in games. And so, lining up a wideout to punt for weeks and weeks and weeks was actually just out of necessity. We didn't have a punter on the roster. So, so, so long. Well, was it that or was it, a, was it a long con? Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but all I know is that 
Gus likes to have guys that can do more than one thing. You don't want to waste a full scholarship on a guy who can just do one thing. So you get a guy who can play a couple of positions, and then you basically got an extra scholarship. Aaron Sipos, wide receiver, low on the depth chart at wideout. Gets his chance in the biggest game of the year. I don't know if somebody was hurt or what, but Gus puts him out there, and man alive, if he didn't send Nick Saban into fits. Won the game. Aaron Sipos won the game without catching a pass. It's unbelievable work by a wideout. <laughs> There's a football equivalent of war uh, for baseball. Uh, his would just be through the roof. Oh yeah, he played one, played one snap on offense and uh, took down Alabama. Absolutely, he did. Yeah. Not to mention he can punt the ball a little bit too. Not a right. passer. Yeah. I'm sad we never got to really see him lay a lick on anybody or throw a ball. He threw one, and it was nowhere close. No, it was not good. Oh, I did right. not end well. Yeah, I'm just really sad we didn't get to see him just absolutely lay yeah. somebody out. I mean, you that, watch his highlights from Aussie like, Rules. Like he can run with the ball. Hard. I would like to see him run with the ball at some point, too. Yeah, I'm sure he's fast. He, he is fast. Carlson, Isn't he also like 35? He's like 26, 27. Oh, okay. Pretty old. He's older than me. He could rent a car. I don't know. I don't know how that works if you're a, a foreign national. Are we still going? I thought, I thought we ended it there. No, we're still going. We're still okay. going. Wait, what? Brian, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we should have. Happy 420, guys. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> I, somebody told me that he said the least favorite thing about coronavirus is it robbed everyone of 420, 420 jokes. I, it did! <laughs> Now, I don't know if that's the worst the, thing about coronavirus. <laughs> the, the whole month was for, it, it, of, of the many things that it yeah. is Barabbas of. The, the, Among month, the problems. Right. There was a whole month of just, there could have been great memes shared. Yeah. No, instead we um, need coronavirus memes. I had a thought today, though. The, the date for the, April 20th is becoming too corporate. I guess. You, well, you've got a ton of like, corporations like tweeting out 420 jokes today that i saw oh dude this bike company that i follow uh, not only do they do they every year make a 420 kit bike kit you can buy but this year they released um like when you on a road bike you have to wrap up your handlebars with tape mm. mm-hmm. and then you put a little cap at the end because the handlebars have holes on each end their cap have a pipe yeah built in this is like you know, straight out of uh, Days and Confused. Yeah, one has a pipe and the other has a little stash. Huh. They tweeted that wow. out. I'm like, man, a lot. We, this is... We're through the, wor- the looking glass. Yeah, heady times. Yeah. And the wormhole. I'll just mix my metaphors here. Yeah. We're through the looking <laughs> is, hole. Is it the hole that the worms from the looking hole. We're through the worm glass. <laughs> the worm... The, the, the looking hole. <laughs> the looking uh, hole. Just now, Judd, look at that looking hole. <laughs> Tell me what you see. All right, guys, I'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Adios.